0: And this is Dr. Tar.
1: This is Dr. Tar. This is Dr. Tar.
0: And now this is Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather.
1: This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is Blue Fez. And you are listening to.
2: I'm I'm a screen. Screen.
1: With less tar. <laughs> ah, finally. All right. So who called? The medical
0: community has spoken. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) One more
2: straight jacket to go around. More medication (laughs) for us all.
1: Nobody straight here. Okay. So who is leading this uh, subject matter here? I think the the person who loved this movie the most. Okay. No. Okay,
0: I'd be oh, I, oh. or
1: or the blue fez. <laughs> Take it away.
3: <laughs> well, we
1: should probably tell them
3: what we're gonna talk about.
2: That's what. Let's I'm gonna, tell uh, them yeah. without telling. Oh, them the okay. Title. So, job. can talk about it without <laughs> mentioning the title at all. All right. So, so figure it out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know, no spoilers. So <laughs> we can consider this a giant-sized, eighty-page giant. What are we watching? And. <laughs> What we were watching was the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Eh, okay. <laughs> so, um, GTA, so.
2: Dark do, do, Avengers.
3: <laughs> so how do we want to start this? Do we want to, do, do we just want to dive in? Do we need some backstory for people? Because I, I, I feel that part of the problem with this movie is the fact that they, just in the first cut the josh whedon cut they just kind of dived into the story and you know there's people going what the hell is a steppenwolf you know they you
2: know um well (laughs) i don't know i was just uh yeah maybe um i mean i have to say for steppenwolf i i do like their music i will say that (laughs) God,
3: that would have been a much better movie. I'm going to be yeah. honest. If they were fighting the band, that would have been like some pure 70s Gs right there. Yeah. I would have paid double to see that. <laughs>
2: it's like Kiss Me, it's a Phantom of the Park. You know? Yeah. It's awesome. You're looking for someone, but it's not Steppenwolf. All
3: right. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. All right. So, uh, I'm sure everybody knows, but for those of you who don't know, there was a movie a few years ago. It was Justice League. And while well, those of us who like or love the dc characters like yay justice league and we're thinking we're gonna get something awesome and then we got it and it's like it's not awesome because most of the other dc movies have been also not awesome and it was just a confused kind of mess and they're fighting a bad guy that nobody really knows nobody really cares about i mean even by comic standards steppenwolf's a freaking lackey he's he's a minion he's not that interesting um and sitting over top of this is because during the production of Justice League uh Zack Snyder um had a had a family tragedy his his daughter ended up committing suicide and you know a terrible terrible thing he had yeah. to drop out of the project you know poor guy um and so DC brought in Joss Whedon to finish this and I'm gonna tell you he lesterized this movie this is a case of Richard Lester being pulled in to finish Superman 2 under Richard Donner and we got the same result I think worse <laughs> um so yeah and and if you've seen it you know it's it's just not good the the characters don't have any a lot they, I mean it's kind of focuses too much on the big three mostly Batman because that's the only thing DC can put out these days is anything with a pointy cowl and whatever it's like no oh, do we have other characters eh. um you know cyborg flash everybody else is just on the second string bench um but then some uh some traction got behind letting Zack snyder finish his cut of the movie and it built it built and I, I don't know if you guys buy into the whole the nerds bullied warner brothers in dc to do it maybe they did um and so it happened and he manages to finish his, his cut of the film which is a four-hour cut Seventy and so million
2: now, dollars more to, re- yeah, to do reshoots.
3: Yeah, and so now we have two versions of the movie. They got the Josh Wing cut. We have the Zack Snyder cut. Uh, so maybe what we should do is maybe just go around and say, "Quick, what we think," and then we can maybe do a deep dive. Okay. So that's good. Let's 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 hand off to the person who probably has the most comic experience because. He once owned a comic book store. Hidden Realms. So let's uh, start with (laughs) Professor. He's looking up. Not that round. Let's let's start with Professor Feather.
0: I sat here in my drugged stupor for what Mm. felt like twelve hours, and it probably was.
2: (laughs) And And I watched this.
0: Full disclosure, folks. I fast forwarded through a lot of it. Um, I found it um, a semi-good experience. There's parts of it that I like. You know who I who I hate in the comic books is Aquaman, but this guy, you know, what's his Momoa or whatever his name is. He, he's pretty cool. Yeah. you know um and i and i really had this thing when i first saw him you know and this is when i first saw him you know about the flowing hair and you know this you know you go oh, god jesus but then you know, you go well why not you know because he was half human so you know sure so i think it all worked really good you know
2: and i think if they tried um, to bring in someone who looked like the comic book aquaman it would it would probably have failed miserably
0: yes <laughs> this is true you
2: know
0: he came off pretty good um with the exception of a couple of scenes that we'll talk about. I mean, it, it overall, you know, it, it might have been I might have been able to take it more and even think about it differently. If it would have been cut up into some kind of segments, two at the minimum. Um, and it almost would could have been like a four-hour series thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but but I you know, why did they do it though? Can can you go to a normal physical theater and see the four hour version?
3: Hope I'm asking. That, yeah, that I I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens though.
2: Because um, it was shot for IMAX, correct? Yeah, that's. The
0: but summer. yeah, but it hasn't. That's what I'm saying. It hasn't shown on that platform. Not,
2: not that I'm aware of. Not
0: yet. Okay. Okay.
2: So, I I don't know.
3: Wouldn't be surprised um, if it's this summer that they do. It'll it
0: be, inter- be interesting because you know just yeah. the, the the escape of it. I think is pretty pretty awesome in, in a lot of parts. Um yeah interesting but a lot of stuff i just didn't like um because i'm 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 of the more abbreviated school of storytelling um and it's just too long to sit through for, for one session you know I, it took me probably did take me 12 hours to watch it i think i watched the 4 hours over a 12 hour period um because it just you know and he, like the first one it's still, God, I don't care, man. It's still kind of pretty boring, you know. It's just kind of pretty boring, even though you got all the pretty effects. It's still kind of pretty, pretty boring, you know. And what makes what what that does and what it did to me for this for this whole series is it made me think that he just um, all of his affectations um, have like culminated in this movie. If you think about all the movies that he's made, you know, you go back in his past. I mean, we can go clear back into his past where he was making uh, um, uh, rock videos. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, kind of where he got started, was in rock videos. Did a a Morrissey one that is absolutely horrible. Oh, it's so bad. The lyrics are so bad. And the, the whole video is just, like, so bad. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. So there, there we go. That's it. Um, Wonder Woman. <sighs> oh,
2: oh, I need a sock. I need a sock.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I'll I, I'll pass it on because I could keep going on. Go ahead, hey, Doctor Head.
2: <laughs> um. Well, speaking of Wonder Woman. <clears throat> uh you know i i really i love the justice league it, it is it is my one of my favorite dc team books i don't know how many more they have but it, it always was and i really loved like justice league international i mean i just i love the the iteration of all these characters and i really enjoyed them since childhood but i really hated the original version of this movie just just just, just i thought oh my god you it's like It's like why people keep on fucking up the Fantastic Four. It's like, how can you screw this up? You have all these great iconic characters and you keep on fucking it up. What is wrong with you guys? And that's what they did with that one. You know, but I actually enjoyed the Snyder version, the the four-hour version. And the reason why is because I, I didn't mind hearing, getting more backstory, between, the, you know, for the Cyborg, for the Flash. You saw a lot more of these characters who were so, not even secondary, but almost tertiary in mm. the first one. Yeah. And I like how the restructuring of the whole story, they re- just restructured it all. And, um, which I thought, oh, that's that's kind of great too, because the four story kind of flopped around and and I, I liked how they brought back in Superman you know very very late in the movie um you know but there was a lot that i liked It's like okay now i get this cyborg character because i never was a character or a fan of the character in the comic books um I, I don't like this version of the flash with the metal plates you know or the silicon plates or whatever it is like like you know but i like the guy who's playing him i'm, I'm liking the way he's kind of taking on the character a little bit I'm like okay i'm starting to get a, a feel for this this character now
0: it's the DC's answer to Spider-Man, yeah. it, it
2: really is. It really it is. is. And then that's yeah. the one thing, though. As I started watching, I'm like, "Why am I liking this?" And I realized, oh, it's just the Avengers. They're <laughs> yeah. doing the Avengers plot instead of having the, the the stone, the you know, the Mystic Cube and all the the magic stones, the magic rocks that are everywhere. We've got these three magic rocks, you know, that are everywhere. Yes. yes. And and even even putting taking the cyborg now becomes the vision with the little light uh, dot in his head. I'm like, oh, guys, come on, man. You're ripping off the Avengers. I'm
0: mm-hmm. like, that's why
2: I liked it so much. I'm like, no wonder. And then I started like having a little bit of disdain, for, it. like, oh, you know, except for, you know, Gal Gadot was fantastic. Uh, her performance is good, um, you know, and I really like Ben Affleck as Batman. I really do. I, I just think he, the suit is great. Um, he doesn't overdo it with his bad voice. <laughs> you know, um and and I I like the way I like the, the whole encounter with the resurrected Superman, you know, there was just so much so much that I did like about it. So it is for me a step up uh, in a really good direction. Um but I I still think it lacked the originality in that. I mean I like Steppenwolf's living armor and you know, it was just mirroring you know, dark side is just mirroring Thanos and it was just they were just aping aping Marvel and I just thought this is that's classic comic book though mm. Marvel did something historically when Marvel did something DC would amy, may, ape it and then when, when DC did something original then Marvel would ape it and it's just been this thing going back and forth so
1: ultimately it, it rings a little hollow for me but I, I still liked it there you go nice Gadfly. Okay, so I need to make a correction here because my son corrected me. Darkside and the mother boxes preceded Thanos and the uh, infin- the gems.
3: Yes, uh, yes, yes, they did. Yeah. yeah.
1: So in the comic books those came first. Um, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that Jim Starlin was a big uh, Jack Kirby fan and you know kind of said, oh let's make Marvel a little bit like DC in this instance. Um, so you know, the movies, are in a different order you know so but I don't know Zack Snyder's cut came before Endgame really right Uh, like like he was (laughs) making it you know before that was was put together so anyway um, unlike uh, a couple of people in in the Unsane radio cast I am not a purist at all all right I am ready to experience anything in a new way Anytime, anywhere, right? I just, I want something new. I actually don't want to see the same thing over and over just translated into a different medium. Um, and uh, so I did not mind the first Justice League. Um, there was a couple of things in there that I didn't like that were clearly Joss Whedonisms, you know, the glib humor that he interjected oh. and stuff. Uh, I thought the music that um, Joss Whedon chose for the characters was much better than the, this insipid, sappy music that uh, Snyder chose in the Snyder Cut. Uh, I think the fact that the Snyder Cut happened is really impressive. Um, and I think, you know, this geek culture that, that made it happen is because it, Warner Brothers doesn't give a shit about what they like. They give a shit about the numbers. They go, okay, mm-hmm. we've now reached o- uh, optimum money, <laughs> you know, uh, to go ahead and allow this Snyder Cut to happen. Um, and in a culture where we have bite sized media, you know, to create something that's four, four and a half hours long um, is, and to get that done. And if you look at the numbers of the people that have watched the Snyder Cut multiple times, uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, so something is clearly working there uh, in whatever zeitgeist that we have. So what I like uh, about the Snyder Cut that was not present in the Whedon Cut is the idea that Superman being killed was a beacon. They really emphasized the fact that this sent ripples Mm -hmm. through the freaking universe and multiverse that said, okay, now this one place, you know, is fair game. Um, They did a better job with Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf was much creepier, much more, you know, devastating and that kind of stuff. Um, and I love the fact that they still called them mother boxes, which I think is a great, I, I don't even know why that's so great. Mother boxes and boom tubes. I'm like, mm-hmm. just really catchy kind of dumb shit, you know, um, a very comic yeah. book. Yeah. Um, and the sound when yeah. it came in, you could hear the boom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm absolutely. like, I'm like, yeah. oh,
2: boom tube. Nice.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I was really impressed with almost all of the actors, uh, in, in, you know, both versions, um. You know, I, I really like Aquaman because Aquaman is, you know, not like the greatest character. He seems very limited. Um, I like Ben Affleck a lot uh, as Batman. He's my, hes actually my favorite Batman. He looks like Batman. You know, mm-hmm. he's got that kind of thing. Um, and I think uh, somebody pointed out when there was the scene with Batman and Superman. Superman comes back to life. That's the first time you see Batman frightened. you you see (laughs) you see that look on his face like holy shit this is it you know this is the one thing i can't survive is him zapping me with his eyeballs um and that is very greatly contrasted by that end battle scene where batman is a badass you know he is fucking fearless you know in in that and and you know just resourceful and there's no panic there's you know every situation he gets into he's got this you know, reaction. You know, even when it starts to go south on him, he, he comes back. Um, I really like Ezra Miller as uh, the Flash. Um, I thought his acting didn't feel forced. You know, there's people who can do like his what he was doing, where he's looking off. You know, when he's talking to people, that feel like they're they're doing that as a I don't know as an act. He just felt very natural as that. Um, I didn't mind the costume at all. Again, I, I like these kinds of translations. This kind of stuff really, you know, uh, hits me well. And I'm, I, you know, I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he just needs not to be in a Zack Snyder Superman movie. I like parts of Zack Snyder, all right? Not all of it, you know? So like 300, I thought was an awesome movie. But all that sh- bullshit, the, the effects should have stopped there. <laughs> and it's funny because prior to even watching the Zack Snyder cut, Blue Fed says, Oh, it's just going to be all slow motion. And Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's all I could see. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh, more slow motion. Oh, more slow motion. Now, here's what I would say about that though. In a comic book movie, that's actually kind of cool because you're getting like the freeze frame from a, a, a frame of comic book. That end battle, when you see them all, kind of flying forward at that building and they slow it down and you see the pose, you go, okay, that's a Bruce Timm moment, (laughs) you know? And I I think, you know, there's, there are some moments that are paying homage to all of the different mediums uh, that are in there. So, yeah, I mean, my biggest criticism with the Zack Snyder uh, thing is that I think it is too long. You know, I think it really could be cut down to at least three hours and 45 minutes.
2: <laughs> well, without the slow motion, you're down about three and a half hours. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, but
1: the, but the music that he chose was just really insipid. Like it was just this really kind of, it just annoyed me. You know, there, you know, if you think about the music that Whedon chose when, uh, um, Aquaman goes back into the water after talking to Batman for the first time, you get, uh, what is it? I think it's, uh, um armor in the cell J- Jack white or something yeah <laughs> yeah uh you know the and uh which is really you know iconic um and then it's the same with Wonder Woman the Wonder Woman theme that they created in uh Batman versus Superman should not go away ever <laughs> you know oh,
3: yeah Agre- agreed yeah, yeah when, it's when you, awesome yeah
1: when you hear that it's great and that's I think that's part of the problem with the second Wonder Woman so But yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's my take. My biggest problem with the acting, everybody was a great actor. I think the guy who played Cyborg is not a good actor. There's just things about him that make it feels very stiff. And then if you watch the behind the scenes... eh, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't know how to contend with his mother box. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Who does? I mean, honestly, I, mean, I was thinking the same thing. At, 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 yeah. Yeah, at, at this at this point in our life, our mother boxes
2: are still laughing with us, man. Still Yeah. Right. yeah. Except so. for Samuel Jackson's is a motherfucker
1: box. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the box we all need, isn't that's it? That's right. Man? Exactly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right, but that's all right. Yeah, That's what I think
3: okay good so I'll throw in I agree with what everybody said here. Um, for me I I was I was more of the DC kid than I was Marvel. Uh, I didn't really get into Marvel until I was uh, much older like in college saw the error of my ways <laughs> I had I had a good friend uh, Dave Cummings who was a, a an official Marvel zombie in fact. I still go to this guy if I if I have I see a Marvel movie and I don't know what's going on I ring Dave up I'm like, okay is this what I think it is yeah he sets me straight. Um, so, but I, Justice League was, you know, like Dr. Headsen, one of my favorite books. I, I love the team up. So as these DC movies start coming out, and I, I, I just get more progressively nervous because I know we're going to end up at Justice League. You know, I, I loved Christopher Nolan's, um, take on Batman. The Dark Knight is still, I love that movie, you know, and, but this, this is the inherent problem with With that, in that Warner Brothers over the years consistently does this thing where they put out a movie, it hits, and everybody in the executive level goes, But that's what everybody wants. So let's make them all like that. It's like, No, 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 no. It was a good story. Just Keep writing good stories. So you know it's like when Batman Forever follows Batman Returns, it hits huge. So they're like, "Let's make it like this." No, 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 stop. Good story, remember? And they 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 just keep doing this. So Dark Knight hits, huge hit. Their first thought is, "Well, that's what people want." So we're gonna we're gonna make the Dark Knight into this like paint, and we're just gonna paint everything we have with this. So then we get Man of Steel which, you know, the Nolans kind of worked on it, too. And we're going to make this kind of gritty take on Superman where we have Henry Cavill spend most of the movie with this, like, mm, I don't know what to do. I'm confused because my dad said, <laughs> I should have let these kids die in the river. It's like,
0: it's like, no! that's what i <laughs> You were channeling Godfrey there for I a know. minute.
1: Affleck, <laughs> Affleck,
0: Affleck. <laughs> Look, let's
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> a, a, a
3: because that's what these movies make me do. They they make me go to my Godfried, okay? And it, it just And it just I can't it wait to work me. with Wonder Woman. I hope she ties me up with her magic lasso and makes me tell the truth. Isn't that what we all want though? Um and 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 uh Gadfly, I agree with you. Henry Cavill is it's like he's like the first Superman I've seen since Chris Reaver. I'm like, boom, this is the guy right here. And if he would just be given a good director and a good story, this guy would hit it out of the ballpark. But Zack Snyder, I'm I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. He did the remake of Day of the Dead, correct? Yes.
0: Okay, Dawn of the Dead.
3: Dawn of the Dead. Thank you, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And, and I enjoyed that movie. I thought that was, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking the first one, I but I enjoyed it. And it, it does have that kind of music video quality. You can kind of see it in there. But I generally
0: enjoyed the movie. Um, it was his transition period. Yes.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I, I remember the one movie I saw from him that I I, I really thought this was going to be great. And I go to see it. It's just hot garbage with Sucker Punch. And I'm just like. Oh, uh, terrible. Oh, yeah. it's like that you're thinking how can this go south the trailer just looks so amazing it's like this kind of like matrixy fantasy movie but all the character it's it's all female driven you're thinking oh finally we're gonna get this this good strong female because no it it's just it's awful and so when i'm sorry
2: no i i like baby doll. i'm
3: sorry uh oh wait are you talking about the character are you talking about the movie because there's two different things i
2: like the fight scenes no. Uh, uh, oh. in that movie, sacrifice great fight oh. <laughs> scenes. The story, otherwise, is just goddamn depressing. Yeah, it but, is. But uh, I, in, I enjoy the fantasy aspect of it. I like these, watching these girls kick ass.
3: Yeah, I, so know. do I. But the the story overall, I, I just story remember when it ended. <laughs> I was just oh, I was, I was so...
2: separate, separate, <laughs> writing, and I just watched those fast forward, fast forward, <laughs> baby doll, take me
1: home, and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't John Hammond that sucker punch? Was oh, I
3: saw it once. I think you might be right. That I think he was like that, like the main doctor. Kind of,
1: guy
3: yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And so when Zack Snyder, when they, they, they give this to him, I'm thinking, uh, oh, this is not going to be good. I, I, I have a love hate relationship with man of steel. I hate Batman versus Superman with a passion. <laughs> Because it's God. nothing, nothing more than hey, here's this cool scene in the last book of the Dark Knight Returns. We're gonna pull this out and spin a fucking story around it, and I'm like, that's not how this works. Yeah. I'm going back to Godfried mode again. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was hot trash. And the yeah, thing is, though, it. is that had the film been done properly. This could have been a good stepping stone, not a Steppenwolf, but a good stepping stone towards the Justice League movie. Because if they had worked in that the reason why Batman was so out of his goddamn mind trying to kill Superman was because Desaad was poisoning people on Earth, driving them against one another in anticipation for Steppenwolf or whoever to show up and Mm -hmm. conquer the Earth, that would have been great. You could have ended Batman v Superman with diana and bruce finding this ruins of this lab and they're like the hell is this and you know she's like she finds something and she's like and it's got like the omega symbol or whatever on it and she's like i know what this is you know and then you have that end credit scene where the sod is like talking to steppenwolf earth is ready for conquest we, we and,
1: yeah we can't blame that on snyder though yeah I, we can't because I I think there True. was some interference with so, people saying that no nobody's going to know what the fuck that's all about you know because
2: well they could have yeah. made
1: it like Marvel where you teased it but see sure I, I well, like
2: the beginning of Batman Superman because I see the motivation of why Batman hates Superman it makes perfect sense he's killing people and I don't mind that I'm cool with that the last third should be cut completely when you start bringing in their version of Doomsday it <sighs> fell, fell into a pile of stinking shit. And I'm like, this is just a waste. This is horrible. And then the kill Superman, I'm like, oh, my
0: God. Yeah. Kind of you know like, kinda like adding that epilogue at the end of Justice League. Come on. Wait, which, yeah. epi- oh, yeah. which epilogue? <laughs> which epilogue? Yeah, yeah. which epilogue. <laughs> let's, yeah.
3: Let's, yeah. Let's, let's not even go That's there. But epilogue,
0: I mean, parentheses, open parentheses, S, close parentheses. How's yeah. That? So – But that's what the Marvel movies have got, whether
3: you like them or hate them. They're not all super successful. They they were building towards something. And even though DC is pretty much cheating here and trying to get to the Justice League movie, they could have put in those stones. I would argue that, yeah, people might not know who Desaad and Steppenwolf is, but they could have seeded that in the story, Batman v Superman, to allow us to get there and allow people to then go find out. Now, I would argue that, ultimately, if I was doing Justice League and you're going to do this story, I would have chosen Kalabak instead, deci- instead of Steppenwolf, because he was in the Justice League cartoon enough that I think most people who grew up with the cartoon would be like, oh, shit, it's Kalabak. And it kind of makes more sense motivation-wise, because he was always the guy that's like, I must redeem myself in my father's eyes. You know, that sort of thing. Deci- or Steppenwolf is... Eh, but anyways... So then we get so we get to Justice League. See the first cut in the theater, and, and it's just I, there's n- very little that I enjoyed about that movie. It, it was just it's not. I I also have issues that everything Zack Snyder does is usually this this washed out, gray, almost sometimes joyless, soulless. It's like
2: it, it, ugh, How I can't you feel tell how you feel Fez
3: I, I well no I have to go to Godfrey mode for that and i don't think anybody wants that so when they're announcing this movie I'm like okay and my, blue my son I, i'll call him blue Fez jr Although he doesn't want that <laughs> moniker he he's he's given me grief about this and he's like we're gonna watch it right and I said yeah we're gonna watch it I, you know I don't technically have to pay for it, so yeah, we'll watch it. Um, I will say that I generally liked this version of the movie because thematically it made sense. You don't drop the Dark Side story on your first outing, though. That's not you. That's Dark Side. Somebody you build up to, yeah, so you need whatever. to build up that. Yeah, yeah,
2: just like they did with Thanos. I mean, right, very slow pieces, parts, because there was a vision of like ten movies that all led to something. Yeah, you know that's what DC lacked. Right. Like we gotta, we gotta make this. We gotta cut it short. People are gonna forget. We gotta get to it.
3: But, but this worked for me. Thematically, it worked. All the extra stuff they added in there, the stuff with the Amazons, which, by the way, oh, that this. was that was just amazing. I mean, that scene where Queen Hippolyta is running through that tunnel, and you got those big women with the giant hammers, and they're slamming those door shuts I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. That was just, everything about that was beautifully done. But the only, the, but the, you know, we get this, this backstory, him coming to earth the first time though, it's like, okay, you wouldn't remember where you got your ass handed to you. you really? You forgot about that? Okay, whatever. Sure. Okay. But th- all of this, all the extra stuff, the stuff with cyborg, the stuff with the flash, all of the, even the stuff with Aquaman, all of this, it worked for me. It, it, it fleshed it out. Any any more straightforward of narrative where I'm like, okay, yeah. In, in fact, you know, I, I was using Mrs. Blue who doesn't mind the moniker, um, and she's watching this, and because most of the time when we go see the Marvel movies, she'll always be like, lean over, do I know who that is? I'm like, no, I'll explain it when we're done.
2: Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> she was at she was watching the movie. She was she followed it. She's like, yeah, this makes she she got it. She kind of understood, um, you know, um, and so overall. I, I really did enjoy this. As much as I can enjoy the Zack Snyder vision of the DC universe, um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I didn't find myself. There were a couple places where I found it dragged, and I was like, mm, but overall, I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Gadfly, I agree with you. Ben Affleck, great job as Batman. He was, I think, he was better in this than he was in the Weedon version. Um oh, yeah, everybody seemed to be. Everybody seemed to be more on point with their characters. I would argue. Ezra Miller make he is Wally West. He's not Barry Allen. That
2: that's yeah. not Barry right. Allen.
3: Fair You're right.
0: Fair enough. Whatever. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Um,
2: I'm totally cool with him being being uh, Wally West. You yeah. Know yeah. Why not yeah, just establish mine. he is? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. Good, good, I, good know, point. As someone who's always loved that character and, and re- remembered him as Kid Flash when I was yeah. a kid,
0: exactly. To see him or take or over heard. the mantle
2: it's... made perfect sense. Like, oh yes, yeah, sure, totally, I get it. Yeah, reading Justice League Europe, which had a lot of humor, it was perfect yes, because exactly. his character is kind of funny, yeah. you know, and you see that kind of a sweet moment with him, but but you know, when you mentioned the flashback, I'd kind of forgot about that. I should have taken notes, but I was like when you saw everyone teaming up against the first invasion it, and then they have the, the mother boxes, it was just like a little too Lord of the Ringsy for me. <laughs> as I was explaining, well, you know, yeah. as, as I was what? explaining Good. to Mrs. Lord of the Ringsy, it was like, <laughs> Take Lord of the Rings and how else I uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings, and there was a there was a touch of uh, Return of the Jedi, you know. Um, and what's I that said dragon that,
0: thing that Peter Dinklage is in? Oh, uh, Game of Thrones,
2: yeah. Um, but you know, you know, what I'm it's the kind about? of
0: games of Throne-y?
2: blue Feds with <laughs> the element that I'm talking about for with with the uh. Uh, for return of the jedi you know they had to take down the shield yeah you know kind of thing it was like oh i've seen that yeah I've seen that. Sure. so it was like avengers meets lord of the rings meets return of the jedi that's that's with a little with a, a twist of return of the jedi that's it that's what i thought of this movie. In, yeah. in the
3: four in the four hour version though just like
2: lord, lord <laughs> the, the four <laughs> hour version right which i agree with your comments yeah I, it, it's it is better
0: it's, uh it's just it's a study in all of the individual's you know and then the, with the culmination you know bringing them all back together and the then movie, with the anomaly of of superman we yeah. could have gotten
2: these we could have gotten these individual stories building up to a justice league i think would have made a much more satisfying performance like adventures uh, yeah. did when you finally
0: no you're right you're all, right i just you know, don't think they were thinking that far ahead
2: no, no they were like oh, we got to make got to make money on this it's yeah. hot we got to yeah. make a movie now yeah,
3: yeah i and i think at the bare minimum they could have just done Let's say a better version of Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, a, Bat, a, ba, a Ben Affleck Batman movie. Just do those three. They all three tie into the first Justice League movie. and Then I, I don't want to make it sound like oh we can't do a Flash movie, oh we can't do a Cyborg movie. But I mean,
2: but I, I, I don't put Cyborg in the in the Snyder version to where I feel yeah. like I finally understand this character yeah. because I, I didn't. I mean, I, other than reading him in, in the comics, you know, growing up, but. I, I really liked what they did. It's, I, I, I felt like, I think, as, as Feather has said, you got enough information. The backstory was there. It's like I finally felt like it was a satisfying amount of backstory. So where I felt like I was kind of in the middle of it. I wasn't being thrown in with these characters I didn't yeah. really know, other than knowing them. But to to see them all together, I thought, okay. And I what I really loved was the fact when they had that flashback scene, you get to see the Green Lantern. Okay?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, I thought,
2: I'm like, oh.
3: Yeah, nice. we got to see a lantern. Yeah, That's,
2: I'm hoping they'll bring bring a green lantern into the mix. If yeah, they do another another movie. I'd love to see another lantern.
3: Well,
1: they even yeah, say, it, they even say ahead. there's there's no lantern and no Kryptonian. Kryptonian so let's yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah,
3: and and to Gadfly's point, that was the other thing that I did like the fact that why hasn't why now? It's because of the fact that Superman got killed, and I I did like that. That oh, yes. this planet has lost its like major. Major power hero That's here. That's what
0: activated the mother box.
3: Yeah, I I think that I did like that point.
1: Yep. I thought that was that was yep. pretty clever. Um, the Flash going, I'm not the only one thinking this. We got to bring him back, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this pet cemetery? Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and i and, and i was like, glad that they kept the one scene where he's trying to make his end around run on superman and he just got henry cavill doing that
2: yes hey. kind
3: of, it's like oh
2: <laughs> shit, yeah that's,
3: i because yeah. i did like that scene in the first yeah. movie where it's like oh he sees me yeah it's it's so yeah it's it's funny it's uh you know i i will admit i went in with low expectations expected to hate it and i was like no i didn't hate it i i actually Enjoyed this. the The characters I felt were given a little bit more respect. Um, thematically, it worked better. Uh, I'm still not crazy about this vision, but it, w- it was it was a better movie. Now to to roll up with the witch epilogue. Absolutely, Th- those last two scenes. They should have cut those and saved those for end credit stuff. I that that whole. It's like really you had to just. Ah, ah, oh that ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. oh,
2: I see. Yes, because. Because that was the one thing I hated so much about the first one, these visions that Batman keeps on having. And they brought it in and I I I really liked Jared Leto's Joker there. I I have no problem with that. I mean I'm totally cool with letting him explore that character. And uh, like I knew they, they cut so much out of the that uh, Suicide Squad. They said they cut hours and hours enough to make a whole Joker movie. I'm like, I, I wanna see it. Yeah. I hated the look, I hated the look with the with the grill. I'm like, oh. Oh. But seeing him do these lines? I'm like, yeah, I want to see this Joker. I totally want to see this, and I hope they're not going down that, that dystopian vision of you know of, of that for a future movie. But they've opened up this idea of of Superman when he's gone, bad things happen, and what I would love to see is a kingdom come, based on that 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 incredible series it would be fantastic to see.
3: Wasn't
1: Let's... Steppenwolf the main villain of Kingdom Come?
3: No, no, that was um, no, uh, well, no, that that was Kingdom Come. If you remember, was just the children of the modern day heroes grown up
2: without and... Superman's influence to guide right. them, so they are he... just turned into super pricks.
3: Yeah, and with... Wonder
2: Woman goes and says, "Superman, you got to teach these kids a lesson. You got to whip their ass in the shade." Yeah,
1: he's got... like, "Nah, I don't think so." Yeah, hiding out it. at the
3: for- <laughs> fortress. Yeah, so, because he. Yeah.
1: Where did, yeah, Ste- where did Steppenwolf come in? Like, because Steppenwolf, in my memory, actually kicked the shit out of everybody when he came into the DC universe. Is that wrong? Who was the character that like kicked Superman's ass and everybody's ass and was pretty much like ruling everything? Doomsday. No, it wasn't. It was yeah. I have to go. I'll look.
3: Yeah, I, I'm sure he's come to Earth in some story or whatever, but I'm, I'm trying to go. There have been so many giant, epic stories <laughs> where War of the Gods, Crisis, which Crisis, of course.
2: But, <laughs> you know, um, the first one, which was supposed to reset things, and now it's like, yeah. well, that shit didn't work. Let's do another Crisis.
3: Yeah, because yeah, the, yeah. the, the character you're thinking of, uh, Gadfly, in uh, Kingdom Come is Magog. Because he kind of looks, that, yeah. he's got that same, yeah, you, the, you got the it, the helmet. Yeah. That's exactly that, that, what I'm
1: thinking of. Yeah. Okay.
3: Because because yeah. that's why when the first Justice League movie and he shows up, I'm like, who the f is this? Steppenwolf. <laughs> that's that's not that's not Steppenwolf. No, I I get Just, the axe, but that's not Steppenwolf. And, right, right. And I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in my my other complaint here is that there is not one touch of Jack Kirby in any of that new god stuff which bugs the shit out of me it's like you know when you if you see thor ragnarok and you watch it you can see kirby and a bunch of that and i and I'm just like yeah I'm like bow down because it's because it, you know the lover lover hate kirby's art he had that distinctive style and as a graphic designer it's some of the pad it's just oh it's so good and it just kind of irks me when um when they don't pay homage to that, because this was very much a Jack Kirby thing. I mean, he was having issues with Marvel in the late 60s and finally felt like he was being dissed uh, by Stan Lee and the, the higher ups there. And he's like, you know what? F you guys. I'm done. I'm walking away and uh, went to D.C. and says, hey, I've got this idea for this story called the new gods. And it's essentially a new <laughs> pantheon of gods after you know Ragnarok. And that's how we get dark side and high father new genesis apocalypse blah 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 which i think is still a, a great idea yeah uh, but you just you don't see any of that but i i will say that when we get to the one scene where you get to see a more svelter granny goodness because that's obviously who that was you can <laughs> see a little, you can see a little bit of it there just a little bit but not enough in my opinion um uh but yeah it's it's just And I don't know if I unfairly used Bruce Timm's work, because Gadfall, you mentioned that before, but in my opinion, Bruce Timm and Alan Burnett and Paul Dini's work, uh, and and Dwayne McDuffie, you you could go on, on all the writers and the artists that worked on the animated series, Batman, Superman, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Those for me are the perfect epitome of those characters distilled into the visual medium. They simplified everything down to like it's pure core and it it just works beautifully. So it just kind of irks me when, you know, I, I, I can't see any of that in the Justice League movies. It's like, you know, I'd be using those as kind of a template.
1: Well, isn't, to, it, isn't it interesting that Marvel dominates in the actual live action movies and yeah. DC dominates in the animated movies yeah. cl- er, yeah. and shows clearly? I mean, because... Marvel has sucked most generally. I mean, yeah. they, they did, mm-hmm. I think, one Avengers that had a bunch of comic book writers Earth's come in. First Mightiest, Mightiest Heroes. Yeah, that was Which pretty good. Was a,
2: that was fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it was fun. I, it was, yeah. Yeah. I think the difference between the DC movies and the Marvel movies is that they literally found Kevin Feige, or Feige and has, he has laid out a plan for years. You know, and and has a, a really good you know track record of letting, hiring the people he wants to make the movies and letting them make the fucking movies they want to make. You know, yeah. like not really like overstepping his bounds. And you know, if you hire the great people, they're going to give you the great things you want. You know, um, and they're going to follow suit. Um, DC hasn't done that. They've been no. very with the movies themselves. They've been very corporate. They've been very oversight. You know, th- that kind yeah. of stuff. Absolutely. I would like to ask. So we're all Justice League fans. What are the great runs in comic books of Justice League? Oh boy. It, <laughs> well, boy, and it's funny because I was not a huge Justice League fan, but I was introduced to them uh, like probably within the last ten years of stuff that I had read, which was the uh, the, the Morrison run, um, hmm. the Grant Morrison, which I thought was. Awesome, and then somebody was the Keith Gippen, uh That whole oh like,
3: yes, yes,
1: yeah, that the, was good. The the, the, hu- the more humorous kind of yeah. stuff. It was know. the Justice League International, I think. That was that run.
2: Was it? Wasn't yeah, that yeah it was he talking about? Yeah, where, where was Batman it, was uh, leading boom.
3: the team with Captain Marvel and Guy Gardner and uh Black Captain, Canary Captain, and yeah, Captain
2: yeah. Adam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, and then, and then Blue Beetle. Yeah. Right. Guy Gardner. Yeah, that. Guy was
0: Gardner was the, the was the dick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a fantastic. Comic. That is great stuff. I just was yeah. I just was remember the run. yeah, I just remember the scene that Grant Morrison uh, wrote where uh Batman tells Guy Gardner to do something. And Guy Gardner goes outside the spaceship and then comes up against the windshield and, and pulls his <laughs> pants down and sticks his butt up against there and you see Batman look at him and then he turns around and smiles, you know, <laughs> and walks away. You know, Batman thinks it's funny that Guy Gardner tells him to fuck off, you know. It's, so, yeah, I uh, I was uh, late to that kind of stuff. It's it's really funny because my brother and I, uh, I was a Marvel person. My brother was DC all the way, you know? Uh, and it's funny because even with cartoons, I was Hanna-Barbera. I know shit. Um, and uh, my brother loved Looney Tunes, so we would fight over, like, who we would... <laughs> and, and honestly, I love Looney Tunes, too, you know, and uh, Tom and Jerry and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but not being immersed in those universes, I think... Uh, Like, what's the difference between DC and Marvel?
3: Well, I'll just throw in that I think DC is more of the sort of uh, Roman Greek god sort of mythology. And Marvel are everyday people who get blessed with abilities and then have to deal with the responsibility of those abilities. That's always been my take on it.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree with that assessment and to bring in a literary uh, analogy uh, right before the, uh, the 16th century Japan but when haiku came in before all their poetry was about battles and gods and and the royalty and then haiku comes in and it's talking about the mundane things of everyday life and how beautiful they are and how how amazing they are and so I see DC as pre- haiku and marvel as haiku hmm. you know and that's why when I look at when i look at like alex ross when he paints his you know dc mythology for i see those paintings as being like oh my god this is exactly how i envision these characters to look they are high and mighty and just amazing i like his marvel stuff less because in my mind marvel's characters are already so defined they're already real people in a way to me because they had problems they had fought with one another they seem real dc was all about the things that we do and marvel's all about the people in the suit
0: and so doing that, that, things that was stuff. important and yeah. add in doing the things that those other people didn't have the you know that the personalities weren't a, a, you know a huge factor it was the story was the mm-hmm. yeah you know, cuz the we, story was it, more science fiction you know than than anything you know until yeah. they and they never really got got the the that emotion part down i don't think very well you know it just didn't seem to be a part of what they were um, and and I, but I was always happy with that because I always liked both. I always liked DC. There's a bunch of DC stuff I liked, but they're you know right along with the Marvel stuff. And you know, I DC was before Marvel for me, so you know I was following DC until Marvel came out, and then you know I was following them both for sure. You know, in, in all the main, all their main titles. Um, I didn't. I, I liked Superman. Batman was one of my favorites, but all of them. Green Lantern. I mean, all of them. You know, I I, I liked them all. Um, yeah, I, I I think one but, thing they, is they that, never, but no, they never had had the that that emotional kind of, yeah. you know, if it was, it was very fluff like the Lois Lane, you know, it was never nothing was ever really said. You think, yeah. you know, think about on all those old comics, you know, there wasn't a whole lot, you know, unless you well, yeah, that's a whole different story, but yeah, I think that so that's the difference. You're right, that's the difference. I think they're they're more. I, I, yeah, I don't even know story driven as opposed to uh character driven. Yeah. Well, to Feather's point,
3: none of us know a billionaire like Bruce Wayne, but we all know Peter Parker. We all have met that guy. And that's what he I said. That's, that's yeah, why this guy
0: that plays Flash yeah. and the yeah. way it's played, he's way he's played. That's, that's, that's becomes, you know, and, and in the Josh era, Josh, you know, in the, uh, Zack Snyder version, um, you know, that's even amplified even more, you know, um, he becomes an integral part to the story, you know,
1: I think, uh, I think the-
0: they all do. that's the thing. They all do. That's the beauty of that was always the beauty of the justice league. They whoever was writing them. you know, he said, well, we've got these guys that can do this. And they always try to work it in most generally, you know? And I thought that's cool, you know? Um, yeah, but then, yeah. Then I, then I, I would throw that away and read the Avengers. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I to me, DC was always much more whimsical and not worried about continuity in the old days. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have these wild Superman stories that just would not have to give a shit about what happened in the issue previous to it or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that was brought back by Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman uh, which to me is, yeah, like one of the one of the greatest, you know, both art, mm-hmm. coloring, writing, all that kind of stuff. It really paid homage really? to all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think, but it's interesting because DC also did some really cool, uh, very personal things where they had Vertigo and they had Swamp Thing and they did all these, yeah. you know, they had all these great writers doing some crazy, crazy cool stuff. Um, uh, Dark Knight returns and you know, all those kind of things. Sandman, yeah, yeah. It's uh, so it's hard to categorize both of them. I think they were both like trying to do some different things at, at the point where we hit the 80s, you know. Um, I think like for Marvel, for me, the 70s was like a huge deal, you know. Like, they what they yeah. did in the 70s was they literally started introducing what continuity was and cross crossing over and creating a whole universe that that made that was consistent. Um, whereas DC didn't give a shit. And I like that about DC. I like the fact that they're like, I got this fucked up idea and we're just going to do it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> now Superman can do this, <laughs> you know? Right. So. And it never really lasts. You might visit it a couple of times. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah.
2: Marvel's always had a strong continuity, I mean, for even back into the 30s when you had the you know, Submariner and the Human right. Torch. fighting you that continuity was built like early on and it was really developed in the in this when it came back in the golden age in the 60s which is like when i as a kid reading these comic books i loved having this special appearance i'm reading a spider-man like oh appearance by daredevil oh you know it was like getting a bonus comic am i like ah you know and and every time i would see these crossovers i'm like this is awesome, and then you know, as you realize when you're growing up, like, well, they're living in New York or closeabouts. So of course, they're going to run to each other. It just
1: makes perfect sense. You know, it didn't have that sense of isolation. Or Gotham
0: or Central City, you know, Central if you're in City, the BC, right? Or the or, yes, right, exactly.
1: Problems. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like what you guys were saying. It's our know, city. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a pantheon. It's a it's that yes. that whole kind of you know, godlike uh, thing that you you get to follow the stories of uh, you know what they are. Yeah, I think that's why is, I always like that.
0: Well, as an, an aside, frame, yeah. Uh, yeah, as an aside, you're talking about Cyborg earlier. Um, it, how many of you guys wa- have watched or have are watching um, the Doom Patrol?
1: Yes, and <sighs> yeah, that, yeah. Dude the <laughs> that dude is a good actor. That dude is an awesome actor.
3: I, I'm going to argue that is Cyborg. In Doom yes. Patrol, yes. the guy in Justice League that that and I, I didn't bring this up because the Justice League is the movie we got is based on the new 52 take, which I do not like because I don't yeah. like taking Cyborg out of the Teen Titans because they're yes. they they're sort of relationship set up in that story arc that then carry over to other other teams, other heroes. And it, it just mm-hmm. yeah irks me. <laughs>
1: Well, the Teen Titans, the the, the Marvel Wolfman Teen Titans. Oh yeah, George oh, Perez. Okay, those so, are great. Yeah, yeah, because that was the their Marvel response to like the X Men yes. and all the. Other. It Absolutely. was it literally had a beautiful, um, yeah. you know. And was it uh, my friend Cindy Marlot made me read them? I said, "What the fuck do I want to read Teen Titans? I don't even <laughs> like the title Teen Titans," you know. But she handed me a stack of comics, and I literally stayed up all night reading them, and then in the morning said, I can't go to school, I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to go to school. All right, so, um, but uh, those were awesome. I mean, those were Mm -hmm. so good, you know. And again, I think that's, the there were all these evolutions going on. The '70s and '80s were like just a great time uh, to be reading yeah. comic books. Uh, yeah. You know, like
3: Prez per- and Wolfman were at the top of their game then. They'd doing that. Prez with that. They then they'd go on to Wonder Woman and you know basically re- recharge the character yeah, there. Yeah, her back. Was, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all amazing stuff. So, but to get back to Doom Patrol, so the comic Doom Patrol was awesome. Who wrote that? Well, that was Grant, Grant. Well, the version
3: we've got, Grant Morrison, yes, for this the, one. Yeah, 90s, the,
1: yeah. Right? late '80s and early '90s. Yeah. yeah, that was Grant Morrison. Those are amazing, and I think the TV show that they've created, phenomenal. They've really been yeah. paying attention to the comic books and the original material, um, but also doing some really cool, crazy stuff. And I, I think the actors they've gotten, you know, they've really nailed it. Yeah. You know, they've really just you know let these people jump into those parts and own it. Any of the and, actors you don't like
3: in uh, Doom Patrol? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I I everybody is so spot on perfect. they ex- it's funny. It's like you read that comic run and then you see this and now if I was to go back to the comic run, their voices from the show would be <laughs> in my head now. <laughs> that's I so that's funny. because they're they're they it's almost a perfect translation and I I would say that this is this is like What made Guardians of the Galaxy so perfect is that you got somebody like James Gunn who came in here and said, look, we're going to do this, but we're going to have Groot and we're going to have Rocket the Raccoon and we're just going to do them straight. You know, there's a comedic element, but we're playing it straight here. And it's like Doom Patrol, Danny, the Living Street. You're thinking, what the fuck is this? But the thing is, it works and it's it's awesome and you're like this is how they he pulled it off and it's like you wouldn't think anybody would be able to make this work but it does and it's like everything about doom patrol is that that's what i think is missing from the other dc properties is that you got to get somebody in here who respects these characters and go no we're doing them this way the fans know these characters that's how we're going to do it they they will buy it and the ones who may not get it They'll, you know, if we do them the right way, they'll come to love them. I mean, I, I can't imagine Guardians of the Galaxy without Groot and Rocket now,
0: yeah right Exactly. There. You yeah. know,
3: it, it's just Doom it's, Patrol. It's
1: like, Doom Patrol has mastered the flashback. Like, yeah. you know, there's <laughs> yes. like I usually get really annoyed by all these flashbacks, you know, um but they really have just created like this web of time. I mean, because you really half the time I'm like, wait, when are we here? What's going on? And They're going back and doing it again. Uh, Yeah, that's what I said. It's, I was blown away by that show. Yeah,
3: yeah, easily one of the best DC like properties. Properties out there right now. Yeah, just because. Yeah, and you, I, I don't know if it was they're like, look, we got crazy material. We have to own this. We we can't play it straight, or we can't we can't deviate. We have to just go. Right, right out, right down the line, and it worked. Worked beautifully. You know, bravo to them because man, that's good stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, back to Justice League. I have one other thing I'd like to say, the observation um, about it. Um, Zack Snyder came out of MTV times. You know, so take take into perspective everything he's done. He came out of the MTV generation. You know, um, and made his transition into movies and 300 to me is a great movie yes that to me that's a that's a classic bar none you know um doing uh dawn of the dead i, I don't like remakes very seldom see remakes even if i didn't like the original um especially if there's not nothing new that could really be done that wasn't done at the time does that make sense i you know mm-hmm. special effects all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm yeah you know, kind of there, but I don't know. I don't know now. Um, and, and so it just, but you know he's he's of that MTV generation, um, and, and that also brings into the quick cuts that he uses a lot. And and you know it, I I will admit to a a a lot of annoyance with the slow motion. Um, there's just way too much slow motion. This this is like um oh, oh yeah never mind it's just way too slow yeah, and and but i do I'll, I'll i'll give credit to gadfly i never really thought there are times though that it did work to make those heroic poses like that's in a comic book you know and i'm going okay no those some of those work but there were some of them that were just gratuitous as all hell you know um jj abrams uh um, <laughs> Len Lens flares. Lens flare, <laughs> you know, syndrome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and I and in and, and I think that the movie just had, you know, but if you watch his he made a, a bunch of videos. And if you go back and watch the videos, most of these videos are of these really insipid bands, you know? Um, and everything's like overly pretentious. Um and then um so anyway, and then you know he evolves, does does you know three hundred, which is a, a masterpiece. And then after that, you know what did, what has he done after that? Um, you know that was really good. I Sucker punch. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, okay, so
3: can I? Okay, so but I just I think
0: I just yeah, but I think he's a product <laughs> of the generation. If you look at how oh oh no, I, I have another thread there that comes back to what you guys were talking about. Because when, as you were talking about comic books, I thought, oh, well, if you look at the design in this, in the in the, uh, the Zack, I keep wanting to say Josh Wheaton, in the Zack Snyder cut, it's Todd McFarland. And Todd McFarland mm-hmm. was in this same time period. If you think about it, you know, this was a Todd McFar- McFarland. That's when, you know, that whole thing was really starting to, you know, come big, big time. You know, he was becoming the big guy. Um, so I think it's uh, just interesting. In you know what has happened in pop culture that he's kind of assimilated, and I, I saw a lot of that in this in this um, you know this four-hour extravaganza. Well, I
1: think the counter to his his coming out of that same place is uh, Guy Ritchie, you know. So you get Guy uh-huh. Ritchie using all these these video effects, but he does it in a he's an artist, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not. I'm not trying to discount uh, Scott Snyder as an artist. He's just not the kind of artist I like. You know, what I mean, it's just his tastes are not my tastes um, for choice of music and and all that kind of stuff. Um, I I'm real curious. What does everybody think about the four three aspect ratio that he decided upon?
3: I. You know what? I haven't dug into that because I I was curious. Why he kept it four three. I'm very I, I I would like to know more about that because I that did catch me off guard.
2: It doesn't make any sense to I, shoot at four three. It it makes absolutely no sense. He said it had something something to do about shooting and like showing it in the IMAX theaters. But IMAX theaters are not four three, you know? Yeah, and it's like God. wait, we've gone back to like nineteen ninety eight. They want their ratio back, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and i was, i thought for a, that's a for t-shirt a
0: movie, <laughs> yeah me, yeah. it's like
2: big and spectacle i was expecting two three five you know like something super wide but i know how more more difficult it is to fill that screen that image frame with all kinds of stuff and so 185 is the kind of the standard um but it's just the wider you you shoot the, the more you have to fill in and I, I don't know if it was just purely economical but it make i don't mm-hmm. know why you had to shoot in four three because I, I don't know I, I like the spectacle I want I want to go to a movie and not look at my television my old television not even my high def television
1: yeah. yeah I didn't like it <laughs> he, he he cropped in 43 he didn't shoot in 43 um, there is oh. a difference there yeah it's oh, really yeah no it's really? it's shot no, no everything you see on a, a movie right now is not everything that is actually on the print of a, <clears throat> a piece of film right so they literally right. can do whatever they want at this point um, Why I okay. well Here's the thing that I find amusing is people used to complain about widescreen stuff with the black bars at the top and bottom, right? Now we've come to accept that, and now we're pissed off when we get – Black bars on the left and the right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you, and you know, you know what? It didn't bother me at all. I just, I, I, once I got into the movie, I just didn't notice it. I literally just watched yeah. it. Yeah. You're just yeah. looking at the image as is, yeah. and that's what yeah. you're yeah. given. Yeah, but I, I had the same problem when I worked at a
2: video store. People, you know, we were trying to sell Titanic. They bring it, it back wide screen. Yeah. It was bringing widescreen. Yeah, it's broken. Image, uh, yeah, yeah, and they're like, they're like, but this image is so small. I'm like, and I would tell them, like, well, look. You know, here, here's... I put my hand up to their face. Here's your pan and scan. And here's your widescreen. Here's your pan and scan. And you know, and I would tell them, like, when you go to a movie theater, the movie theater screen is not a box. It's a square. It's a rectangle. My and- pan
1: and scan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I, uh, Dr. Head, is that a, a real-life experience? Did You you did do that, right?
2: Yes. Okay,
3: uh, I'd like to know. How many people sniffed your hand? I'm just curious. <laughs> and if so, did you immediately eject them from the store?
2: I don't recall people sniffing <laughs> my hand. Uh, I had a few people not happy about me putting my hand <laughs> in the face. But, but I did convince about uh, 10 or 11 people to buy the movie because they realized... Oh, widescreen means I can see all of it. Like, yes, you can see my whole. <laughs> like
3: that. I I love that. You know, I wish I had thought about that because my my dad was the same way. He hated widescreen. black bars. I'm like, Dad. I'm like, I was, and I was trying to explain that. I wish I had thought right. of that. But yeah, but yeah, see, because the the four it didn't bother me because I, I think it has that note at the beginning,
2: right? Like it was and I was kind of,
3: and I saw it, and I'm like, oh. That's interesting. And then it played. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, you know, if, if you saw the lighthouse in the theater, that yeah. one was done in like, actually I think it was a little bit smaller than four or three, the old um, silent yeah. film ratio. And I remember when that started, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Cause right. the, the curtains came in to, to wall it off. And, and I was thinking for the lighthouse, they did that on purpose to, to, to heighten the claustrophobic nature, right. uh, mm-hmm. which worked. So I wonder yeah. if, if this was kind of an homage, Gadfly, to what you said earlier, that kind of comic panel, because that, that's kind of, you know, if you think about it, you know, if, if comic fans, if we're expecting the spectacle shot, it's usually the full page portrait, you know, it takes up, the, yeah, right. splash page. Yes. I don't know, maybe, but yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. I would, you know. As Gadfly would say, here's my splash page. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just had it scotch guarded. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to talk at that moment. Um, so (laughs) vinegar strokes (laughs) (laughs) so so there was a time in comic books late night yeah in comics late 90s early uh 2000s they called widescreen comics um and it was basically where they started stacking widescreens uh on a Mm. page Uh, and so you'd get a bunch of these full width of the page but there'd be like four panels Um, so they were emulating movies and stuff like that so, the reason that this doesn't bother me is I'm a painter and I never like create the same dimension of canvas. You know, it's an interesting prospect to paint on different sizes and different landscape portrait, that kind of stuff. You know, it just becomes a, a variety. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it didn't really impact me that much. You know, I, I at first question, I'm like, why 4 3? That's so, that's an artifice, you know? what. But I'm like, okay, you know what? That's a choice, you know? Yeah. I This is the canvas I want to paint on. Look at my fucking picture or don't look at my picture, you know? Um, and that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, well, what
2: was the original ratio if he cropped at the three, What was the, what the ratio that he should have been?
1: Well, they, any piece of film right now I think you get is going to be, like, huge. And if you watch, like, a film monitor, there's going to be all these borders on the monitor yeah. so you can right. see what the different aspect. And they have these different things so that they can move things around. You know, so like, even with uh, television production, uh, they're shooting in 4K or now shooting in 8K. You can't, yeah, you can't even perceive 8K. Um, But that allows them to to move around. So like, if they want to do a camera move that goes like that, they don't have to do that physically. They do that in post because they've got this giant fucking image that they can move around on and focus in on and do a you know a single person whatever you know.
2: Well, if there is a widescreen version of this, I would
1: like to see it. Just if it, even if it's one eighty-five. Yeah, it's Joss Whedon's because Joss Whedon <laughs> used, If you look, Joss Whedon used a lot of the original footage. You know, there was there wasn't. Yeah. You know, not everything was reshot, but um, it's in widescreen. So yeah, you get there's where you have it. Yeah.
2: At least well, with the with the Snyder version, you didn't have to have the CG mustache removal.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, those scenes were reshot, were they not? With the yes. Cavill coming in. Right. Yeah. I did like okay. that scene. I like the idea of that scene. You know what I mean? Just because it, it immediately said Superman's cool, you know, Superman's nice guy, cool, and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll have to cut out that part about you guys telling me I'm dropping out.
3: Because
1: <laughs> motherfuckers, <laughs> I graduated twice.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm tuning in.
3: I say we leave <laughs> that in then. <laughs>
2: all,
1: right. all right, so let's uh, let's get out of here.
3: Yeah. Gotta go grab a boom tube. Right.
1: I'm going to grab my mother boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say... And you have been listening to Brother un-
0: un- un- hurting-
1: Where can you find us?
0: Looking for tar. <laughs>
3: That's it. All That's right, it. See okay, you guys. here we go. Good night. You've been a great audience.
1: Yeah. You know where we're at. We can find tar in the used rubber room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the only thing bouncing off the walls. Hey!
3: Hey, we remembered to turn the oxygen supply on to that room, didn't we?
1: Oxygen? I don't need those stinking oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, needs
3: to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Aflac.
0: I thought I heard him say that.
3: I like the constriction.
0: <laughs> hey, Tar, do you see your, uh, the treasure is here your <laughs> Come on, no phone. Unsame radio at gmail.com. Flood that. <laughs>
2: keep on sending our pictures autograph as always
3: just waiting for this, this zach snyder pair of demons to, to bomb the email box. <laughs> ever- Speaking
0: of which, one, uh, one other thing and i don't care if it's a spoiler or not if anybody's listening to this by now i don't care uh, i just want to say that <laughs> the martian manhunter scene was the dumbest scene i've seen in a movie, movie oh stupid i'm sorry you,
3: you mean the one at the end yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Yes. Just the whole name, even his name. Oh, Hi, so some people call me the Mama. Yeah, and you would
0: think you would be like, you think as birds of prey. Yeah, I'm the one, the huntress. Well,
1: and he was played by
0: you're, you're the girl with the with the crossbow, aren't you?
1: No. And he was play, he was played by Dick Gregory, and I thought he was dead. <laughs> I'm like, that's the rudest dick pic I've seen in a movie. <laughs> oh
2: Wow
1: And I've got a history of
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find me at misterRoot.com.org.adult <laughs> dot,
1: dot tentacle dot, <laughs> dot swipe i
0: <right>. uh. <laughs> yeah, good
1: stuff. Yeah.